When someone says that social media marketing is a waste of time, email is a waste of time, or any part of marketing is a waste of time, my response, at least in my head, because I'm not always going to say it out loud, is no, you just didn't take the time to fix the problems to make it successful. There are two really big reasons that content marketing can fail really miserably. There are actually more than that, but there are two big ones. The first one is you haven't taken the time to develop a plan and strategy and stick to it. And the second is you haven't taken the time to learn how to present it in the way that best fits the platform that you're on. My name is Rachel Claver and I am the host of Map It Marketing. And I am excited to help work with you through the 15 reasons why your content marketing is not getting the results you thought it would. I am 100% doubling down on the power of content marketing this year. In fact, go and have a listen to my brand new podcast, which is called Confident Content. It comes out, uh, this, this comes out next week on the 18th of August. You can listen to the trailer. And if you go to Confident Content, confidentcontentpodcast.com, you can subscribe and get all future episodes direct emailed to your inbox to have a listen to it. Right, let's get back into the 15 reasons. When I say, see that people say email is a waste of time, for example, but they only email once a quarter, I'm going to agree. Doing it once every three months or so is a waste of time. I see people say Instagram doesn't work, but they're not using reels or stories or do only promotional types of posts. It's not Instagram's fault, it's the business owners. Learning to change what we do in order to get results is a key part of marketing. There are 12, 15 areas that I tend to look at with my clients. Sorry, it's 15. Um, and these areas help us to work out what we can fix. That was a wee little split of the 15 and the 12 numbers in my little head space, wasn't it? Let's be clear. Content marketing is an extremely effective method for building out a long-term resilient sales funnel for your business. But you do need to understand how to make the bits that aren't working, work. So in this episode, we're walking through the 15 key areas that you can look at. As you walk through them, make a list of the actions that you might be able to take to improve your marketing. Let's dig deep, find the problems, fix them, and get the results you've been looking for. Let's get started. Welcome, this is Mappet Marketing, and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Hello and welcome to this episode of Mapit Marketing. I, I've actually already recorded about a quarter to a half of this and then it decided that it told me that there wasn't enough bandwidth. So I've come home uh, to try and see if my internet's going to work better at home. So let's just hope it does. I guess that's a little bit like marketing, to be honest. Sometimes we think we're doing all the right things and it's all working, and then it just comes and shits on us and stops working properly. But that's why I'm talking about this with us today, because so many people give up on marketing and say things don't work for them. I hate it when I hear people say, Facebook's a waste of time, TikTok's a waste of time, email marketing's a waste of time. I see that one a lot. Um, Or just full stop, marketing is a waste of time, because I know that what they're saying is, it's not worked for me and I, I feel like it's too hard and I'm just going to give up because it's frustrating working really hard at something and not getting results. And, you know, we've all had things in our lives where that happens and I can understand it. But I do get frustrated because marketing makes life and business growth so much easier. 
and it protects us, it inoculates our business from times of hard, hardship and recessions and difficulties. It also means that we get to shape and change the way our business is and choose who we're going to work with by talking to the right sort of people. It helps us to show our value. It reduces our sales process because people come in hot as opposed to having to have long conversations. It reduces that arduous kind of building up a relationship or build business one by one and talking to a larger group of people and then allowing that to capture people. And I, as a person who hate waste of time, who wants to have as much possible time with my myself, with my family, and then with my clients, that's really important to me. And I hope it's really important to you. So I thought I'd go through the 15 areas that I think really help people feel like marketing is a waste of time to kind of help you work out which one of those ones is kind of the one you need to work on. And there might be more than one. Now, I have done similar video, um, podcasts to this before, uh, but I really wanted to go through this with you. Obviously, uh, my new podcast, Confident Content, is coming out, and I really want you to be focused on helping to develop in these areas to become more confident around your own content. So this is kind of a flip over from that. If you are wanting to get deeper in your content marketing, my podcast is Confident Content, my new one, and it's from Confident Content uh, I'm going to say that again. I honestly get, I just fall over my words every time I say it. Don't know why. Confidentcontentpodcast.com. You can go there, listen to the trailer, episodes that are up, and also register to have a email sent to you every time a new podcast episode goes live. All right, let's have a listen to the, the 15 reasons. So the first one is confusion. You know, I think part of this is that people just often don't know what they should be doing and why they should be doing it and what the purpose is and understanding how marketing works. And it's really tricky then when you're feeling confused to then make something forward. Uh, one of the things that's been recently happening with me when I've been working with people one-on-ones as part of my uh, toolbox, which is an online marketing school, you get two one-on-one hours with me. And most people that I've been working with in that situation have had the same problem. They feel like they have either grown a business that is very far off the stuff they love doing and they are finding themselves talking to people or doing work that they don't really want to do. You can't market a business of doing stuff that you hate or that you don't really believe in because marketing is all about telling people the best of, of what you've got. If you don't really intrinsically like it, if there's problems around how you're valuing it, we have a problem and so we have to really understand why we're doing it. The why is so important. Sometimes the why can just be, I just need sales. But having, I just need sales right now is not going to work. This is about us building a long-term plan and understanding how that works across the way. So that's the first one, confusion. You might just be feeling confused. Uh, you might have to put a big tick next to that one if that's you. The second one is not really understanding the people that you need to be talking to. Business owners really need to understand who they want to reach with their content. And if you don't know who, what people want or what problems they have, it's really hard to create content that helps them. I think in this too, one of the biggest mistakes people have is they tend to make content that is almost replacing what we do. We're telling people how to do the thing we do. That is not the right content we should be using if we're trying to prove our authority, if we're trying to attract people, it feels that like we are because we're going, hey, look at all this knowledge that we've got. But actually, we're not trying to replace ourselves. We're trying to create content that gives people a bit of a hole of, oh, how am I going to achieve that myself? So I think that's really key. 
Now I do teach strategy. I've got my free course that I run around New Zealand and run online too, which is a three hour content strategy workshop. And yes, I do teach strategy in that. But the thing is that there is strategy in teaching it from a general point of view. And then there's about being able to put it in the context of what you do. But how-to content like, say, for example, if you're a blog writer, if you do detailed information about how to write a blog, that's not useful for your business necessarily. And this is one of the things I'm very conscious about when I'm thinking about my new podcast, Confident Content. The person that I would want to have that as someone that's doing it would be someone who is potentially teaching people already on how to write that blog, as opposed to a blog writer where that is how they're making their money because... So, so that's really key around what we want to do in terms of that, not knowing the people and understanding what pain points are. The other thing is around that is that there are universal pain points. I've been working with this with my um, coaching clients recently, and we've been talking about the universal pain points people have, like the need to make more money or save money or find more time or, um, you know, be, feel healthy or feel, um, feel in control or feel like you're a better parent or... There's some universal things that really trigger or talk to people in a particular way and understanding what the problem is that you're trying to solve for that person is really important. So if you don't really understand what that is, it's really hard to talk to the person that's going to make that purchasing decision with you. Related to that, but a little bit different, is not understanding where people are in their journey. What that means is, is that we have to create content across a broad variety of things. So retailers are really bad at only doing promotional type content. And we don't, none of us want to be sold to all the time, right? So we have to make sure if we're a retailer that we're doing a range of content that also has a little bit of like how-to style guides, style tips, how to use stuff. Um, might be a little bit about relationship building, why you should buy from me as opposed to a really large, big business. Um, and it can also have a bit of fun showing that playful side, the behind the scenes, the teamwork and all those sort of things. For a business like me, we often forget to do the promotional content. I have to work on it like, me doing it with you or me doing it in a post, I have to literally schedule that in. And most of my coaching clients, it's one of the first things we do is schedule it in. So I work with a lot of service-based businesses. 25% of our, my clients are retailers, the rest of them are service-based. And so we will often talk about that, you know, like, hey, you have to you have to put those promo posts in. We often do too much how-to content too. So we need to still think about content that's going to build that relationship and build that trust relationship that um, authority language and the authority posting. So not understanding that you're trying to talk to people across a wide journey from just getting to know you to ready to buy and there's all these steps in between can make it really difficult. And so that's really key. Quite often you're accidentally creating the right, the right content but just at the same part of the journey over and over again. And that's one of the things I talk about in my content workshop, my book, um, and also obviously when you work with me one-on-one, we work that out. We, we do a bit of an assessment on that. Um, I actually, one of the things I'll do with my content clients um, from the Content Master Web is in our first one-on-one session is I actually will work out what part of that journey they need to be working on first. Most of them have to work on either the community space, um, which is working on their email, or they've got to work on the promo space first, which is getting those promotional posts ready because those are the ones people miss. All right. The other thing is, is that often we choose platforms that we think we should be on instead of ones that we know how to use or like the most. This is something that I really believe in. If you like LinkedIn, um, but you're a retailer, use LinkedIn. I know it makes sense to use Instagram, but you just go to the one you like the most. If you love TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, and look, I say like, but I say ask this of clients all the time, and they're like, I don't like any of them. 
which one do you feel the most comfortable with? Because it's hard learning a platform and learning how to market and learning how to write and do all those things together. So let's eliminate the friction of one of those things and just go with the platform that you feel comfortable with first. We can sort everything else out. So start with the platform that you're most comfortable with, that you like to, you know how to use or that you just like the most and you resonate and are more relaxed on because that's going to impact your marketing. Number five. So we've got confusion, not knowing the people, not knowing where people are on their journey, choosing platforms that you think you, you should be on as opposed to ones that you know how to be on or you like the most. Uh, number five, not making it consistent and not building habits, which is kind of together. Um, this is my biggest bugbear. And you don't want to be that person who only calls up your mates when you're desperate, right? So with this, it's all about consistency. It's showing up on a consistent basis. Yes, you can miss the occasional post, but not the occasional week over and over again or the occasional month, quarter or decade. Um, so we want to make sure that these are lovely and consistent. I recommend having a schedule. I always say if you're just starting out, make it three a week on your chosen platform. For those of you that are able to do more, then make it four, five, six, seven, whatever you want to do. Um, and focus on one platform at a time when you've got that habit going. Either build it up on that platform or then you're ready to go to another one repurposing. And repurposing um, tools make it so easy to be able to repurpose that material across many platforms. So it's all about just creating that habit and then your marketing is a way. Um, building habits is really important too. People underestimate so much the power of habit. Um, knowing when you're going to do things and eliminating problems. I have a really busy day on a Sunday. So that is the day that, oh sorry, Sunday, busy day on a Wednesday. Don't um, busy day on a Wednesday and so I have scheduled posts that day because I'm not going to get there. I still pop on sometimes but I often have back-to-back -back strategy sessions. I do normally, normally do three strategy sessions on a Wednesday with clients one-to-one. -one. I have like a half hour if we stick to time, normally 15 minutes if I don't, in between each session just to go and get a breather, maybe grab something to eat and I don't have time to be on social media that day. So we need to make sure that I've got good habits for that to happen. Um, I think number six is really huge too, not understanding how everything fits together, not understanding how marketing fits into your customer service, not how understanding how marketing fits into your sales process, not understanding how marketing fits into your overall brand awareness and brand development, seeing it only as awareness and not seeing it as a potential to convert to sale, um, feeling like you don't understand how each section fits and how, I, how everything talks to each other, how the different platforms build on each other. And that's something that you really need to understand with the strategy. I do not understand how any marketer could ever say that you don't need a strategy. You don't need anything fancy, but talking this through and recording something down that helps you really get clear about what you're doing, why you're doing and how you're going to do it is really, really key when it comes to strategy. And so it's key that we work on this. Otherwise, we get ourselves into a few tangles. Um, another thing that that I find is quite interesting is that, uh, this is number seven, is quite often I find that people have great ideas and people create content, but then they just don't put it on. They're too scared. You might be fearful or just forget to put it on. So you kind of create the stuff. And I am like this. I have so many great testimonials to share at the moment. Do you think I'm sharing them? No. Why am I not sharing them? Because I don't have a system yet of how that's going to happen. And sometimes it's a little bit tiring to get those systems organized. And so I just keep on postponing. While we're on that, I also have a couple of landing pages that I would like to have done 
Um, I would like to have had them done in February. It is now August, August people. I have now taken a week off in September that I'm going to be doing a lot of this work so that I can get it done. But that just shows I understand that sometimes things aren't getting done. But it's no point having that stuff hiding away when we should be sharing it. Let the light on it. People won't understand it and see it if it's there. Oh, number eight is a goodie. With the chat GPT, I'll tell you that this is the big one for me at the moment. Being the same as everyone else. Look, if everyone else is using neutral colors in your industry, don't. If everyone else is using curvis, curvis, cur, cursive script, don't. If everyone else is using the word elevate, oh, bloody don't. You know, like I think this is the thing. If all the content out there looks and sounds the same, it's really hard to stand out. The best way that you can stand out is be different. Um, you know, I think years ago I was very playful with stuff and now I see quite a lot of other people doing quite playful um, shots like um, photo shoots and stuff like that. And so I feel like I'm straightening up a bit. I don't want to do those ones so much because I'm seeing more people in my industry do them. That doesn't mean that they copied me, by the way. I just think that I did it when no one else was doing it and now it's more common. Um, God, I sound like an idiot that way. I don't mean it in a thing. But I, you know, like if, if I'm doing something, if I see everyone else doing it, I'm going to, as, as Kate Thomas, one of my clients says, when I see everyone else zig, I zag. I am going to find, find a gap. And that's what I'd like you to do. Don't look at everyone else and go, because they're doing it that way, I should do it. It's the worst possible thing you can do in your marketing. Be different, stand out, and then people remember you. If it's, you could have the most amazing content, but if it looks and sounds the same as everybody else's, it's just going to be in the mulch pool and no one's going to see it at all. I don't even know if there is a mulch pool. We'll see. Um, the next thing is around this is people sometimes forget to tell people about their content. What that means is, is that if you've posted it somewhere and you want, like, say it's on your blog or something like that, it's a good idea to share that. Now, I don't count that as a post, by the way. I normally say, if you've written a blog, I wouldn't send it to my email list. Pet peeve of mine is sharing your email, your your blogs with your email list. Look, most of them are already your clients. If they're not, they're actually closer to you by emailing you. As soon as you give them a link to your blog, you're sending them away from having an action of actually replying to you in person on that email, which is far more valuable than them going to your website today. So don't do that. Anyone that tells you to do that is giving you old-fashioned marketing advice and it is not going to be as beneficial as keeping them on their email and getting them to learn how to reply back to you unless you're asking for a direct sale. Sending them to a blog on your website is not a great idea. But you could do send them to a blog on your website from uh, Facebook or LinkedIn or even TikTok or using it um, as a core thing in your stories on Instagram or even on threads. You know, you can actually use the links back to do that. It wouldn't be part of what I would say your weekly content plan will be extra, but that is actually a really good way to kind of get it through. Number 10, being a little bit impatient and wanting results right away. I always say that if your marketing is going great, it's kind of like a baby smile. From birth to baby smile is around six weeks. Well, if you don't, if you believe the old thing, I used to always say it. I'm sure they're smiling before that, but about six weeks. Content marketing takes work and, you know, it takes time. Some business owners are going to get um, quite quick results just because they're lucky. But most of the time we only start seeing results start to happen about six weeks later and then consistently good results, maybe three months later, and then it becomes really easy, maybe over, over a year later. 
I have people regularly becoming, oh, actually, it's not regularly, apparently. I swear. Regularly. I have people regularly, I, I feel really bad. I actually discovered, I've taught my kids to say that word and it's so wrong and I'm getting mocked for it massively across the dinner table every time I say it because they will look at me and go, it came from you. Regularly. What was I saying? I, I get clients regularly coming into me that have been on my email list for over three years. Some of them have been on there for six years. They are now converting. It takes time. You have to trust the process. Yes, that sounds scary when you're starting off. You can still get results six weeks later, but I'm saying it becomes really easy to get consistent leads, consistent sales when you've been at it for a while. So be patient. It does work. It needs It's like growing a plant. It needs time, care. It needs patience and lots of manure to make it work better. Um, the other issue I find often, and this is one that I'm seeing a lot in my clients, and it's one of the things that I kind of, check for if I'm working with a one-on-one -on -one client or working with my content clients in the coaching group is I always ask what their marketing capacity is their time and part of that I'm asking do you have help or are you going to prioritize getting help in the next 12 months that might be a VA it might be a VA in New Zealand Australia or it might be a VA overseas it might be having someone as an admin support within the organization it might be just clearing up some space for themselves to do it but creating great content does take effort, it takes resources, and you need to have that. You know, we're quite a lean business, but I have a graphic designer that I use, I have a, a VA, I have two admin supports, and I need those people to do my work. Um, that's how I get my stuff done. I'll be really open about that. I still create probably 90% of the content myself because I am a bit of a control freak and because I'm trying to model, model to my clients to do stuff, so I'm actively working in that space because that's my job but you could create just really great source content with a blog with really great emails and then give that to an admin team with a really clear idea of how to use ChatGPT and their stuff you can still check it and they can be pop popping out all the content for you across the way using that stuff and you need to you think about how you're going to use that person if you don't have enough time money or people to help it makes it really hard to create content and to make it really good so it is about not making it the last thing and I truly believe that our content should be created during a working week. If you are booked all the time and you can't afford to get admin support, there is a problem with your business model because you should be able to have time off or have someone else helping you with that marketing. I normally say that marketing is at least four hours a week for every full-time person in the business. So if you're the full-time person and you haven't got four hours of the week for you to do it, then we have a problem. All right, um, and the next one is number 12, making sure that their content is easy to find using SEO, making sure you use keywords in your materials so people can search for it and find it using hashtags, um, making sure that it's on platforms where they're hanging out, making sure you're doing it at times when you know they're hanging out, which you can use at Metrical, which we use, will tell you those things, so can the analytics on any platform, making sure that it's easy to, to find, essentially. Same with the goes of the content on your website, by the way. You know, if you're writing a blog, make sure you've got a uh, keyword in the title. Um, even if it's a snazzy title, it still needs to have that keyword in it. Make sure the keyword is, is through your through your um, website um, blog as well. Obviously, you don't want to go like stuff it's fruitful, but make sure it's in there a couple of times or words that are similar so that Google can tell what it's about. People are searching for it. Um, number 13, and this is one I had to work on, guys. I am not perfect. 
I, I had to learn to do this myself. Not asking people to do something. Have call to actions at the end of your content. It might be hit reply in an email. It might be call me, message me, uh, make a time. It could be what do you think resonated here? What did you think? Did this resonate with you? Let me know what you think in the comments. Do you have any ideas? Or it could be buy now, get this before, you know, get this quick, be here, want to see you, whatever the thing is. But put a call to action at the end of every caption, every email and every post. It doesn't have to be salesy, but get them talking to you, get them interacting and it makes a difference. Number 14, not checking if it's working. I have lost count of how many people who have worked with agencies for months and haven't once checked to see it's working and then realized they've had no leads from it from over a year and have spent thousands of dollars. Look, if the content's not working well, you need to do something to change it. If they are not reading it and liking it or commenting on it, if they're not sharing it, then there are problems. And you need to be looking at this once a month on your own content and going, what content worked best? And then you do more of that content the following month to see if you can find the stuff that's really resonating with your audience. Now, one little thing with this is that often you'll get no responses on your actual content, but you still can get leads coming in. I often get people who are leads who have never actually resonated or, or interacted with my content directly but the engagement helps get it out further it helps people see it and it helps create a social proof around that content so just because someone's engaging with your content all the time doesn't mean they're a prospect they could be a competitor um, or they could just be someone who's enjoying the free stuff right so it's you know their, their engagement on your content is not a contract that they're going to be buying from you but it is important to see what content is resonating well and do more of that content because that's the stuff that's going to really make an impact. And the last one is forgetting to build a community. Content marketing isn't just about creating content. It's also about connecting with people. Building a community means engaging with the audience, listening to their thoughts, creating a sense of belonging. So it's about asking questions, using your stories, using threads, using LinkedIn, using comments and engagement questions on Facebook, responding to comments, responding to things that they've said, picking up things and then replying to them. I, I love on TikTok when someone makes a comment and asks a question, you can hit back and hit back. You can hit reply back and reply back with a video so that other people can benefit from that. It's one of my favorite features of TikTok. You can do that on Reels as well. I love the fact that if people are connecting with things, you can create a strong community and you can do it so many ways. You can do it in email. I love the, the community I'm building in my emails, honestly. If you're not on my email list, I'm telling you, it is actually my favorite thing to do every week is write that email. And I get so many responses and they are personal and they are reflective. It's not about the sales for me. It's about building that community and it 100% becomes worth it. This is the stuff that you need to care about when you're doing content marketing. And if you're not doing, if you're doing marketing and saying that it's not working, if you have missed one of those things, that's the area you start on. And if you need help with it, if you know, hey, I actually need to have help, well then come and talk to someone like me. Come and talk to me if I'm the one that's resonating with you and we'll work it out. You can either come and do my course um, and do, do it over four, four months and have two one-on-one -on -one sessions with me where we unblock a whole lot of stuff. You can work with me one-on-one -on -one, um, to do your full marketing strategy and action plan over um, six to eight weeks and that's pretty intensive. But you can get funding or you can come and become part of the Content Master Web. We've got a few more spaces for this year left up and you can come and do that. But I really think 
that you need to find what's not working because it should work. That's the key. If it's not working, something's got to change. Don't just say, don't just say marketing doesn't work for you and your business because it will work for every business. It's about finding what you do. Make sure that you do it. Make sure you're looking at it and reflecting. Make sure you're talking to the right people and know the end goal. And with all those other points there, you've got a winning part there, you know, just get it done. And yeah, I hope you can find some things. I'd love to know, by the way, uh, what you found was most useful. Um, you can come to the map at marketingpodcast.com and, um, and let me know via that website how it went. Um, and I'd love to know, or come on to Mapit Marketing, our Facebook group. And remember, if you're in New Zealand, you can come along to one of our free content strategy sessions around New Zealand. We only have a few left for this year, but we're going to have heaps for next year. So I may even put a little form on um, the this website and the Confident Content Podcast website for you to register interest for it so that if you want to, um, I can then let you know when they, they come live and, and have that money to organize it. Another marketing task for me to do. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, guys. Well, even I am going to have a list on here. I am always looking at ways to improve my content, and I'm really happy with how things are operating. We get a constant supply of leads. We get constant sales, but you can always do better. So this is a list I use as well. I'd love to know what you found useful. Come along to Map It Marketing on Facebook and share your ideas in there. Ask questions if you need to. And remember to check out my new podcast launching next week called Confident Content. It's on confidentcontentpodcast.com if you want to subscribe and get notified when the episodes come out. I've got to get better at saying confident content. I think I just like freak out when I'm saying it and worry that I'm going to say something else. And so then it feels like it catches, but I will get better. After all, it's not even out yet. So I've got to be kind to myself. And you be kind to yourself too. If you found little gaps in here that you're freaking out a bit, it's okay. Spend a day freaking out and then tomorrow make a plan. You've got this. Next week, it is me again, and we are going to talk about why I'm doubling down on content marketing in the age of AI. It's also the first week of the Confident Content Podcast too, so there'll be two podcasts by me coming out next Friday. Crazy talk, crazy, crazy. Have a great week, everyone. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.